the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Good morning, I'm Dr. Mark, and this is the Tea Health Show. In studio, as always, our producer, Simpiwe. Good Hi, morning. Hi, I'm good. I'm awesome. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And then um, my my right hand and feet in my office is to Elise, and we'll shortly be joined by another of our team members of... Um, the tea clinic Stacy Holland. Unfortunately, our neurotherapist Yvonne van Beek is um, hard busy teaching youngins um, about school and life and how to be little people. <laughs> so um, last week, or actually over the past uh, couple of weeks, we have been uh, covering a couple of topics. How to be you We spoke a little bit about supplementation With our good friend Dr. Uh, Divya Naidu And last week we spoke about compliance And adherence to medication And we received a lot of questions That were sent through um, to our WhatsApp um, uh, number um, and uh, also to our Facebook pages. Um, and um, one of the things that became very clear is that um, we people wanted to know exactly what it is that we do at the tea clinic. So yes. for the first time since we've started the show, which is a year. Um, is it already a year? It's yeah, it's dear, been a year that yeah, we've been dear, on Cliff Central, dear, and dear. actually, I'm uh, so you know what we I think we can give ourselves a little bit of applause because without doing anything um, market marketing related or boosting or anything like that, the Tea Health Show is currently one of the six most listened medical lifestyle podcasts in the world. So, oh my goodness. You know, it's, um, that's very nice. So, thank you. Um, so what is it that we do at the tea clinic? Yes. I, I want to start with something that my chiropractor told me on Monday. When we look at health, health is a continuum. And on the extreme low side, you have death, morbidity, which means illness, sickness, ill health. And as you move onto the spectrum, getting better, you get to that midpoint of being asymptomatic. Now, Sims, mm-hmm. this is where traditional medicine plays so doctors hospitals nurses who work in the realm of morbidity and mortality so deaf to asymptomatic Elisa am I right? you are so right so for example if I wasn't feeling too well I was having chest pains or 
whatever the case may be, I'd go to see a GP or go to the clinic and they would be able to help me. And you're talking about that kind of range, right? Yeah, that's the range. And okay. when you're asymptomatic, you think that you're fine. Okay. You think you're healed. Okay. Okay. So how is your health? I would say fairly good, but okay. if you if you have no symptoms, how is your health? Asymptomatic. You're asymptomatic. Okay. You might have hypertension. Okay. Which doesn't have any symptoms. Okay. You might have an underlying thyroid condition mm-hmm. or diabetes or pre diabetes and you're asymptomatic. The continuum Goes from this midpoint okay. to good health, optimum health. And there are very, very few people that work in that part, on that spectrum. So what sets the T-Clinic apart is that we work on the full Continuum okay. of health from severe illness to optimal health. We don't stop when it's asymptomatic. Why? Because asymptomatic, and this is what we see with so many of our patients, the quality of life is not great. I, I always tell my patients. If, if you're just there because you have to be there, why do you want to live a long life? Or why, why do you want to live to the age of 80 if you're not feeling great? If it's not great to be alive, if you do not have good quality of life? And there's so many things that detract from this. So we often get, and at least you, you, we see this on a daily basis with our new patients, that... They have been from doctor to doctor, specialist to specialist, um, department to department. Seeing three specialists or four. Blood tests, MRIs, and they don't feel good. But they're asymptomatic. Okay. Okay, so, let's explain what's asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. So I can use an example and I think this is very relevant. The patients that I see is um where I do my my simple simple examinations in my room. For instance, I will do a urine test, a stick test, a dipstick test for urine. And these patients, we spoke about this previously, has a low-grade bladder infection. Um, I pick it up with a dipstick uh, and then they were like, oh, but I was not aware that there's something wrong with me, with my bladder health. Now that's what we call asymptomatic They know something is not right But they can't put their finger on it And that can escalate into a full-blown urinary tract infection Which is not comfortable It it influences 
is everything. You start with headaches and, you know, burning urine, et cetera, et cetera. That is asymptomatic. They are not aware that there's something wrong, but they just don't feel well. They don't know why. Okay. Okay. So what, what, why did we start the tea clinic? Why did I start the tea clinic seven years ago? I had my male aesthetic patients that came in and all of them complained that, you know, they're just not feeling great. They're tired, they're fatigued, they're not performing in the bedroom, they're not performing in the boardroom. What can I do for them? And when I started looking um, at these patients, one of the, the things that came out uh, was decreased levels of testosterone, which resulted in a hormone imbalance. When I started treating these patients, they immediately said to me, or not immediately, within a couple of weeks, said to me, oh my word, this has made such a big difference in my life. And as we continued treating them, and they got better and better and better, they started saying to me, okay, fine, now can you do something for my partner? Can you do something for my wife? Can you do something for my lover? Um, and it progressed from there that I went back into starting treating women with hormone problems. And Elise joined me and we, things progressed from there. But to put it into perspective, what is the tea clinic? What, what is it that we do? So Elise, you and I, with the rest of our team, sat one day um, and we brainstormed exactly what this is. So I'm going to... Um, Try and remember everything. <laughs> Is this the elevator pitch now? The 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 three lines describing and explaining what the ele- yeah. like uh, tea clinic is. So we are a specialized practice okay. that work on hormone balancing and sexual dysfunction for both. Men and women And we work in the realm Of As I said Sexual dysfunction Which means libido Sex drive Erectile dysfunction Dyspareunia Which means painful uh, Intercourse Vaginal dryness etc etc So that's for sexual function Hormone balancing Which will Improve things like depression. Well, let's name them. The mental factors, which is depression, anxiety, irritability, fluctuations in mood. Can I, can I just interject there? The patients present to us not actually knowing what's wrong with them. They, they present with simple um, I just don't feel well 
I don't know what's wrong with me. And then that's where your consultation is very pertinent with certain questions. And it is amazing for me every time I sit in a consultation with you, how you have the ability of, of scratching beneath the surface of what they present with, what they think they present with. And then from there, we we find really interesting situations of where the region starts of not feeling well. Okay. Um, Elise, it was very interesting. Yesterday we had a patient um, that came in and she's been to psychologists she's been to an endocrinologist she's been to psychiatrist um, her GP and she said she didn't know what to expect but it was the first time that she felt comfortable discussing sex it was um it was quite how can I enlightening it was enlightening and very gratifying to know that someone felt comfortable someone that doesn't even discuss sex with her partner coming in in discussing that in a safe environment but Elise do you remember our brain map that we put out yes do you do you have a copy of that somewhere I don't have it yeah no, sorry. Um, so, let's go back. Um, we said that we 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 work in the realms of sexual dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, hormone imbalance, mental dysfunction, um, and um, we'll carry on with that one. Hello, Stace. Hello. Our gut coach, as I said earlier, Stacey Holland, um, has just joined us. Hello. Stacey, good morning. Thank you okay, for being so, so patient. Um, <laughs> we, we are talking about what we do at the tea clinic. Yes. So, for once, basically, we're bringing an understanding to our patients exactly what it is that we offer. Yeah. Why it sets us apart. So, you know what, I never do direct marketing um, in any of my podcasts, my TV appearances, but um, I think there's people need to know what sets the tea clinic apart and what's the difference between us and other practices yeah i think the, it's the case for most people that actually should market themselves that we're notoriously bad at doing it <laughs> i'm exactly the same you know mm-hmm. um but i think that there's a good part to it and yes definitely a negative part to it and that people are looking for clinics like the tea clinic and if we don't become a little bit more forthright in letting people know what we do and i think um for me having come in as a patient first um, was I think the best way actually because I saw it from the one side and I saw the vision and the mission and what your passion actually for for seeing people as people 
not as uh, someone with a set of symptoms, which is often Correct. how we are looked at. Um, and I think that is primarily... You know, what sets the tea clinic apart is when you sit down for a conversation or for a consultation, it's a conversation. Ooh. It's about who you are. You need to, you need to steal that line. Okay. I, I hope that Matt and Dante are listening. Ooh, that so, say it again. And that's important because again, I'm, I mentioned it in our previous podcast that I've, I've been a patient for so, so long that so much healing comes through. A practitioner, a doctor, a nurse looking at you and acknowledging that you're a person with a different personality to other people, hopes, dreams, stresses, fears, anxieties that are valid that all play a part in what you're struggling with. And that's the very reason why you dragged yourself out of bed from work, whatever it is, you sacrifice that time to sit in front of you and say, I need help. It's a huge point of vulnerability. And if that moment of vulnerability is not cherished for what it is, that person will go to someone else and will still want to look for their healing and may never, ever get it. And I think that's the reason why you guys have so much, why we have so much success at the clinic is every person that comes through the door is person first and foremost and we we listen to them you know what that's absolutely true i i i find yesterday ali i'm so sorry it's all elisa's <laughs> fault um we, guilty we, as charged we, you don't um, even know what you're going to be blamed for i love it it's always her fault so but she's also responsible for everything else, which means the functioning of a practice. Um, so yesterday we had um, a, a patient, two patients booked, which were actually the daughters of one of our existing patients. Oh, wow. Um, great. And the day got thrown upside down within the first... 20 minutes in the office because um, when I chat, when I when I saw my patient I asked her how she's doing she said mm, a couple of things and I took her into my office instead of the patients that were booked <laughs> um, and you know that's just what happens yeah. in our practice yeah. we we eventually got back on track mm. um with me eating at half past five, my lunch. So, but you know, it, it's, it's still, it is that it's listening to people, but and having Stace, the time. Having, that. Yeah. And the, that's what, that's, so that's what sets the practice apart. And yeah. when I said earlier, we are mm. specialized practice. Yeah. We are not specialists. Mm. Well, you know, but we that's are, it. But we are in yeah. our field, yeah. but we not. Endocrinologists or mm. gynecologists, mm. we are specialists in our field of hormone balancing and sexual function. Mm. Um, coming back to what it is that we do, let's actually turn it around and say, mm. who are the patients that we are seeing? Yes, that's an important point. I think yeah. that, and how do that, I know when it's time to see you guys? Okay, yeah. so yeah. I'm, I break it down into seven big Groups, and we've discussed each of these in detail in previous podcasts. But let's go and look at the groups. Number one, sexual dysfunction, male, female, physical, emotionally, 
everything. Yes. When it comes to sexual dysfunction, we refer to libido, which is sexual thoughts and fantasies. Mm-hmm. Um, sex drive, which is your, your, your drive or your frequency with which you want to either initiate or engage. So with men, it becomes, uh, we talk about erectile functioning, morning erections, spontaneous erections, changes in erections, quality of erections. Mm. With women, we go into the realm of lubrication. Are you lubricating as Mm. well as you used to? Mm. Um, Are you having any discomfort or pain? Um, Is there any other problems with a vajayjay. Mm. That's what I call it. Mm. Um, You're not allowed. You must call it the vulva. The vulva. The vulva. vulva. So are we we only thinking of the outside now? No. (laughs) Remember the vulva is the word for everything down there. That is your clitoris, your labia, your vagina. For me, that's just a pundada. Pundada. <laughs> okay, in Afrikaans we call it the Mumfi. Mumfi. What do you call it um, in your language? <laughs> Come on, Sims, we want to know. <laughs> I love it. Sims is like nah. a punani. Come on, that's it's a punani. She's blushing shame, you guys. <laughs> I've never I seen, wish we had a sorry, picture of you. I have never seen a black woman red. <laughs> <laughs> but Sims is red. Sorry, Sims, we didn't mean to put you on the spot. So vagina is only internal. It's only okay, that a vaginal sense. tube, but yes. that's vagina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's get the terms right. Yeah. Okay. So sexual, <laughs> sexual functioning. In both men and women mm-hmm. And this is so incredibly Predominant yeah. Now we also look And this is this is Something that um, Most women present with Asymptomatically And those are Urinary tract infections Yeast infections Frequency Incontinence mm. So incontinence, a little bit of dribbling, mm. either when you, you yeah, know, it's that when sneezing, you, when you, you, when you pee, when you sneeze, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, or cough, yeah, yeah. so or um, laugh, <laughs> yeah, true, true, eh? Mm-hmm. Then the mental faculties. Mm. So, what are the what are the things that we see when hormones start changing? Mm. Mood swings. Mm. Mood swings, I refer to mood swings as now I'm fine, I'm okay, and for no apparent reason, ten minutes later, I'm crying. Mm. Um, Or I'm angry, which is, in my case, normal. No, it's, it's one no, of the it's one of the nine other personalities you see. I have no. seven. Oh, seven. Just Sorry. get him okay. right. Seven is the number of perfection. Get it right, Elise. So, um, and then um, you have the more serious things like depressive moods or depression, mm. anxiety, um, irritability. 
I we, think I need to interject here. And despite it being very serious topics we're talking about, I don't want our listeners to get the sense that we look at things lightly. But we do at the same time. We had a patient. We come, make it normal. Yes, we had a patient come in that was sure she was at a wit's end, mm. and they, we went between acknowledging that what she's experiencing is okay, it's normal, it's not she's not crazy. Yes, and then also, even though it was something that was serious, it affected her, it affected her entire family. We still made light of things, and I think there is. Something to be said of adding that levity into some serious conditions. I think it's part of acceptance from our side to say we accept. That's fine. What you feel, we acknowledge and accept, Mm. and that makes them comfortable. Mm. And we don't judge. We don't judge. Yes, Yes. Yes. and that's why we can find those moments of laughter and, dare I say, humour where ordinarily you wouldn't. You know what? We were sitting with a patient that. Both Elisa and myself, um, as well as Yvonne, um, had exposure to. And uh, we've been treating her for six months. Mm. Uh, previously, well, her husband is still on treatment with us, and so is she. So her husband actually referred her. And after six months, she sat in my office one day and she said to me, Is it normal to use a vibrator? And I said, ask the sex bird, <laughs> which is obviously that lady, Elise. <laughs> and we all so. know how this lady <laughs> And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's like a puppet show. Every head turns towards me. <laughs> <laughs> what is normal, actually? <laughs> so um, the answer to that is yes. But you know what? So yeah. It's it's that human aspect. Yes. Um, she she's she's been too afraid to ask this to her best friends. Wow. Do you use a vibrator wow. to achieve an orgasm while you are having sex or intercourse with your husband? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Bring it on. You know, so many women battle to. Um, Achieve an orgasm through through uh, intercourse mm. or penetrative sex yeah. alone. They need clitoral stimulation. It actually reminds me of the conversation we had about erectile dysfunction and how if you say erectile dysfunction, it sounds like it's just a male issue. Yeah. But it's it has so many overlapping aspects to it. If a man is in a relationship, whether it's a long-term partner, it doesn't really matter. There are psychological influences that we were discussing in terms of, say, take a married couple, for example, and the husband is struggling with erectile dysfunction, and she starts taking it on herself as he doesn't, he's not attracted to me anymore. What am I doing wrong? Um, and then how that perpetuates that vicious cycle. Mm. So not only would you come into the clinic for those conditions that you can put nicely and neatly into a box? Which they always do. Right? <laughs> but there's that conversation about all these other factors yes. that would then influence those things. Yeah. Yes. So some of the other things that we, that we look at. So some people used, well, we said who should come to the tea clinic. Yes. So we've down two, there's six to go. <laughs> or, or five, four to go. God, I can't count. Five, if you said it was seven, but okay. Uh, okay, five. <laughs> um, 
You're confusing me. <laughs> okay. So, one of the things that I, that has become incredibly apparent through all the research is that imbalances in hormone levels has a huge effect on higher function. In other, in other words, brain function, how the brain f- works, concentration, motivation, focus, uh, memory, the formation so, of there's memory. There's so ma- much information about hormone imbalances. And I always just scratch back to recent uh, patients that we've seen. Uh, recently, we've seen a woman that has... It's she's got self-inflicted hormone imbalance. Um, people mustn't think that what they've done twenty years ago can't influence yes. what or happens. what they're doing currently, or what That's they're so doing powerful. currently mm. can't mm. influence how they will present with certain symptoms. symptoms. Mm. And that is very revealing. Was very revealing for me this week as well. Sure. Ah, when we the patient that we saw yesterday. Yes. Yes. And currently, stupidity uh, and I'm, of youth. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Talk about this patient. Yeah. Um, we had a patient that at the age of 17 started using anabolic steroids and steroids. Um, because and her boyfriend at that stage was the, in the fitness expert industry, uh, yeah. in inverted commas. Yeah. He used it so maybe it will work for yeah. her. You know. So she ended up um, two years later. Having a stroke, oh my oh waking up in um, a hospital, not knowing how she got there, ended up r- most probably as a result of a stroke with epilepsy. Mm. Oh. She had a c- acute renal failure Jeez. had to have stents put into her kidneys oh my goodness. ended up with renal stones <clears throat> was subsequently diagnosed with polycystic ovarian disease endometriosis have lost four pregnancies because she can't produce enough quantities of progesterone and the estrogen progesterone cycle is unbalanced so I always refer to it as a symphony Um, Mm. the symphony of those hormones Mm. it's now just instruments playing all together their own tune so she keeps on losing pregnancies gained weight depression anxiety Mood disorders All from abusing Or incorrectly Using hormones So This is why I want to ask Stacey a question Mm. She presents now with total Digestive I want to say Disruption disruption. Mm. How and is that from the abuse or don't you know? I mean, I'm just asking the... Look, I mean, it's definitely possible. The fact that she was taking it with her boyfriend leads me to 
sort of the thought process that I see with a lot of people in the fitness world, and I was there as well, that we think health and fitness are mutually inclusive, mm. but they're not. Yeah. There are many people that are a picture of fitness. They've got the muscles. They look great. They may even have the six-pack, but they struggle with depression, anxiety, arthritis, joint pain. So something's going on in the digestive system that's affecting them. So definitely whatever she was doing, whatever she was eating at that point in time, because even if you look at the general meals, you know, protein um, oats broccoli. in the morning, yeah, a dry, dry piece of fish oh. and some broccoli and stuff. And listen, nothing Definitely wrong with broccoli, not. but then once the hormones start going out of whack, especially that thyroid gland, we know that goitrogens and, and vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower Will may cause estrogen. Yes, and can cause an issue there. So definitely. Um, and then also that gut permeability is, mm. is um, determined by various hormones. So 100%. And it's probably just her body as Everything has broken down and ev- everything's taken its toll. And as that inflammatory response has gotten too much, it definitely is going to impact the gut. Yeah. yeah. So, Stacey, that vicious brings circle. us to yeah, is that um, one of the, the major <laughs> symptoms of cognitive dysfunction mm. or higher function that goes wrong and mm-hmm. that our patients present with, and that's brain fog. Yeah. And we, you and I spoke extensively about that. Mm. Um, so... So far, we're down three. Three of the big groups. If you say yes to any of the things that we've noticed mm. or mentioned so far, mm. you are a candidate to see us. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is sleep. Mm. We had a two-part series on sleep and sleep disorders um, with Dr. Dave Cotton. Um, And the question that you have to ask yourself is, do you wake up refreshed in the morning? If you don't, there's a problem either with quantity of sleep, so you're not sleeping enough, or quality quality of sleep, which means that you're not sleeping well enough. Mm. If you answer yes on any of those questions, Mm. you have a reason to consult your doctor. And I still think that people are underplaying the value of sleep. Maybe because in the last decade, this whole I'll sleep when I'm dead hustle, uh, success type culture and phenomenon has sort of taken over. So it's almost as if you're the type of person that gets your eight hours sleep while you're sleeping on life. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're going to yeah, miss yeah. out. You're not making enough money. You're not, exactly. You're not making moves. Well, yeah, exactly. We can, we can, we should actually change that. If you don't sleep, you will have death. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Okay. So. Next one. Mm-hmm. Weight. If there's changes in weight without having changed your diet, if there's changes in body composition, mm. uh, fat comp- spreading yep. around yep. the abdomen, mm. the thighs. Elise, um, I always say that they s- to start looking like pears. Yep. Um, My, uh, Apple and peas. Apple and peas. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. You have these people that say, but I'm putting on weight. My diet haven't changed. Mm. Um, I'm still exercising. And you see them. Oh, God, I love going to a park run and seeing these little ticks running around. Um, <laughs> you know, they have these round bodies. 
<laughs> with these skinny little legs <laughs> and skinny little arms. Uh, um, but they're active. Stop yeah. teasing but, me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, it's, and it's so frustrating you know, for why? them because they why? are active. And again, this is where I, you know, having done fitness modeling and everything, we need to stop looking at people and thinking that, okay, just by looking at you, I can determine whether you're healthy or not. By looking at you, I may be able to determine whether how fit you are or not. But even then, I've been challenged on that notion so many times. But yeah, you're right. I know people that do triathlons and yet their body composition is not where it should be. And when we talk about body composition, this is why please stop stepping on a scale only. A scale just gives you weight. It doesn't tell you how much of that weight is muscle, water, um, bone, and then fat composition as well. So it doesn't give us a full picture. For example, you could have two people weighing 60 kgs. Both of them weigh 60 kgs. It'll look completely different if it's 60 kgs of 30% fat or 60 kgs of 10% fat or twelve percent fat. Well so that shape is very different. Let's take a look at me, for instance. Um six months ago, mm. if you looked at my body mass index, I was grossly well, I was not grossly obese. I was categorized as obese. obese. Yeah, you were on that, that um, line, yeah. If you saw me in my clothes You'd never say. Would you say that I'm obese? No, not at all. I think you're okay. a fit man. So Same when you with me. Yeah. when you see me now, six months later, I'm still obese, mm. but my body composition has changed a lot. Mm. I weigh the same, but my pants are looser and my shirts are tighter. Why? Because I'm exercising, but it it. Changed my body composition But not my weight Yeah you've developed More lean muscle mass You've lost body fat percentage Yeah Okay So So any weight loss issue uh, Weight issue Any body composi- composition issue We are down Six Am I right So Someone's trying to get hold of me Sorry Okay So we have Sexual dysfunction Mental health issues Cognitive issues um, Sleep problems Weight weight changes Now we look at things like Energy If there's Mm -hmm. a changes in energy levels We know that you have a problem Mm -hmm. And then the big one for me is Changes in your quality of life If your Mm. quality of life is changing There's a reason for that Mm. If you feel that your physical Well-being Score it out of 10 If it's below an 8 There's a reason for that What is the reason Mm. You are a candidate to see a practitioner Especially someone That specializes in looking at you Holistically Mm. Elise Um One of the things that we've been reminded of by both our practice and the questions that came through is what treatments do we offer at the clinic? And now, in my mind, there's four big ones. Hormone balancing, and we've gone into that one extensively. So these are perimenopausal, premenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal women with things like hot flushes. Um, mood changes Mood changes Night sweats um, Just overall not feeling well wow. 
weight changes, body composition changes. Depression, anxiety. And that nondescript, I don't know oh, what's wrong mm, with that's me. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Then. You just know that something's wrong. Yeah. Mm. On the male side, it is erectile dysfunction, loss of energy, loss of libido, um, Decrease in motivation and drive So you know what I'd rather just sit on the couch Than uh, go and uh, fix the uh, mm. broken mm. toilet mm. Which you know what can For I boys it's easy We pee outside Can I just <laughs> add to that For females we always give the condition a name Like premenopausal, men- perimenopausal, menopausal etc But for men we never do that well, we just, the term should be andropause. Andropause, we never oh, talk about it. Did you know what andropause is? Yes. Primary hypogonadism or secondary hypogonadism. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a condition. They need to know out there that there's a condition for them as well. We're not from Mars and Venus as we thought. Or if, if you, if something is wrong, True to you so far mm. Go and look at the website Go and look at the T-Clinic website mm. Everything is there um, Then we treat sexual dysfunctioning Elise We have in on the male side The erector, uh, the ED shot Which is platelet-rich plasma treatments We've had an extensive talk about this Next week we'll be going uh, in more detail uh, Into the men's side We have electrostimulation on the female side, we have the Renew shot, which is also plasma-rich uh, treatment. Yeah. But then we brought in the things that we saw from our patients. Yeah, and it was a neat identifier. Then, it, mm. it, Stacey, and this is where you joined <laughs> us, was on the gut side. Yeah. Um, the effect that your hormones have on your gut. Because our patients come in unable to lose weight, mm. gaining weight, mm. bloating, mm. Uh, pain, etc., etc. So before I come over to you, I want to say the other things that we realized. Pain. Yeah, no, it's huge. Inflammation. Yeah. So it's one actually crazy how many people are experiencing pain and they're just writing it off as normal. Did you know that simple symptoms like joint pain and joint aches, bloating? I don't want to call it hot flushes. I just want to call it that sensation of feeling warm. Mm. Are Indicators of changes in the body. It's like your warning lights on the dashboard of your car that comes on, mm. that flickers every now and again, then goes off. Mm. Um, those are warning signs of serious underlying conditions like diabetes, mm. menopause, which is a syndrome. But you know what? What we don't understand is that that can be an indicator of something as serious as ovarian cancer. Mm. In men, a decrease in libido and erectile functioning can be an indicator that you have prostate, prostate cancer. Mm. So, you know, it heed these things. If, if any of this is there, ask your doctor. Mm. Examine this. We spoke about not just being asymptomatic. That's just bringing you to the midpoint it's about going beyond that and having good health. 
we saw with this that a lot of our patients have emotional triggers, um, physical triggers. And we brought in our good friend, Yvonne van Beek, for neuroplasticity, um, for stress management and stress coaching, executive yeah. functioning. Mm. So this is where we battle. We, we had a patient the other day, Elise, that sat in the office and said, you know what, I'm so incredibly unhappy at work and I don't know what to do about it. Mm. And that's where we have Yvonne that sit with the patients and help them understand from a physical perspective what their physical condition and how their physical condition is relating to their mental and emotional state and the other way around. Elise, am I correct in saying that? And how they manage stress and that parasympathetic sympathetic dominance or nervous system activation and parasympathetic would be your rest digest um, part of the nervous system and sympathetic is stress fight flight or even freeze Mm. as we've spoken about before but some people i think we mentioned it last week how they've been saying procrastination is a big thing you know just the two years that we've come through you know they that it's not just a mental fog it's a lack of clarity as to how to go through this or how to move through it. And that's where Yvonne is particularly great uh, at helping you see that, okay, again, normalizing it. Yes, you're struggling with this, but so are many, many other people. That's and not good for you that yeah. you asked for help. Yeah, exactly. And that we've acknowledged it. Yeah. But now we don't need to dwell there. Here's how we plot a course to change those things. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. So let's delve in treatment modalities. So, as I said earlier, again, we're a specialized practice and we use different modalities for treatment from prescription medication, Mm -hmm. bespoke supplementation Mm -hmm. and compounded products and here we here we yeah. use our, our our friends at the compounding pharmacy of south africa so all our compounds are pharmaceutical grade which means that this is what they use to make medicine with mm. it's not <laughs> which she has now ground up uh, with a pestle and mortar in her garage. I love uh, but yeah. But, you know, but because, and this is what Divi and I spoke about two weeks ago. Yeah. Those things are on the shelf. Yeah, they are. You stand in front of Diskem or uh, any of your retail pharmacies or yeah. health stores. With a myriad of products in front of you, yeah. and you actually don't know what's in there. So we use bespoke compounded products. We use bespoke IV nutrients, and we spoke about that length, and we'll go back there. In other words, drips. Mm. We use... Nutraceuticals, we use dietary changes, Mm. we use neurotherapy, neuroplasticity, Mm. and all of this. 
I think I think I want to add with the dietary changes. What is different here is how Stacy approaches these patients. If somebody tells me go and see a dietitian, your diet needs I'm to change. Yeah, to, uh, I'm not. It doesn't my, fit my, my, into my, my family tells me, but I'm not allowed to swear on. But I will tell you to fuck off. Yeah. No, don't tell me to go see a dietitian and and try this diet and try that. Not that diet we have anything against dietitians. No, not at all. But, yeah. it's, but it just doesn't. How many people stick to that? Mm. It's too difficult. It's difficult to mm. stick to that, and that's where Stacy comes yeah. in. She does a full consultation, mm. uh, conversation, please, not consultation, <laughs> and. Find out what you do on a daily basis that's mm. normal for you. Mm. And that's the difference yeah. at the tea clinic and where you go and get it. Yeah, because it goes back to what we spoke about in terms of compliance and adherence. Yeah. Correct. It's very, I mean, it's one of the first things when we see patients at the clinic and I see them then for gut health is I say to them, if you think you're going to get a meal plan with half an apple and one slice of toast and a half a cup of coffee, that's not what we do here. Yeah. That's not what you going to get from us yeah you know i need to understand what you like what you don't like what works for you what doesn't work for you it's fantastic and that way you manage your diet you start becoming you know your own champion of what you eat because that's what you're doing anyway yeah you know you're just doing it in the wrong way so we just got to switch some of that for the right way but that takes a mindset shift for a lot of people because and i think you see it as well it's like okay just come tell me what to do i'll come in for the shot but after a while we want them to Lead that journey to health Yes Almost from the get-go actually And I think that's also a huge unique point About the tea clinic Is that we educate you enough So that you can start making the right decisions When we're not there Absolutely Yeah. So those are our big treatment modalities Elisa, was there anything that I missed? No, I think Okay. So what is your patient journey Mm. When you come to us? That's very important Mm. to say today when when we see our patients for the first time, it's to take a very detailed medical history. And then, after that, I can tell you what, or I know about you, medical conditions that you've had since childhood, operations that you've had. Mm. What allergies you have, what medication you're taking, what supplementation you're taking, how old your mother and your father is, what they died from, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, uh, whether you smoke, whether you drink alcohol, what your exercise is, what kind of work you do, and what your stress levels are. Mm. Um, I always say, when I go home, I don't like having people around me for a simple reason I met 20 new people today um, where I know more about them than most of their friends even themselves even themselves yeah Um, so it's that is very important and that's where we start Mm. then we delve into why you came to us Mm. what brought you to us and what you want out of this You know, going to your doctor and telling him that, you know, I have a headache, um, but the headache is underlying to depression, Mm. and he gives you a headache tablet. Mm. He hasn't treated you. Did you get out of a consultation what you wanted? No, I need to understand that. I need to know what you want out of that, and we focus on that. Mm. 
And then we go through all these things that we've just said, the big six groups, and in each group there's different ones. We understand, uh, especially our female patients, when you had your first period, when you had your first um, intercourse, whether it was good, whether it was bad, mm. all of these things. Mm. So, you know, it, it's incredibly intense. Mm. I use the analogy of a racing car team. Yeah, we diagnose the car first, and for that we do blood tests. Now, our blood tests are extensive mm. for the simple reason um, your vitamin D levels affect your thyroid. Your thyroid is one of your hormones that comes from a pituitary. If it's out, it's going to have an effect on metabolism, affecting weight. Mm. Uh, when your weight goes up, it starts affecting how you uh, convert testosterone into estrogen, which will lead to gynecomastia, etc., etc., etc. So we look at blood tests extensively. And then a week later, we bring you back. But can I just add, that second consultation, those patients had time to think for a week and they come back with more questions and more understanding and more information and more information so maybe we should also highlight that it is a multiple conversation approach whereas many people may be used to i go to the doctor once and then everything is sorted out yeah. after that whereas we can't really do that because you're a multifaceted human being mm. we get to know you as much as we can in the first consult there's a lot of holding back i think from a gut perspective people don't we said it people don't like talking about their poo and i need to know well, that stuff you know, you know? what gut? and it only happens on the second consult you know? gut <laughs> sexual performance and Sexual functioning Mental uh, Health issues Mm. Like depression, anxiety Mm. People don't talk about it because they Have always been labeled Yeah, but they don't realize It sometimes that that's a problem It's true, until we We normalize that, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Exactly, so what we then do Is When you come back we marry your biochemistry, that what we learned from the car, mm. to how you are experiencing driving this car. In other words, how you are experiencing your well-being in your body, mm. so physical well-being, and how that relates and is influenced by external factors, whether it's raining on the track, whether it's warm or sunny, um, because that will affect quality of life. Mm. And then we initiate bespoke treatments for you specifically. Mm. What sets us apart, it's not here's your prescription, mm. come and see us in six months' time. It's here's a form in which we are going to monitor your progress. You are responsible for monitoring your own progress and Communicating to us how things are changing or not. Mm. According to that, we sit down and then we become adherent with our treatment when where you, as the patient, have insight not only from a knowledge perspective but from a decision making perspective mm. as to what treatment we do how we're going to do it and we do this in a safe 
effortless mm. and sustainable manner. Mm. So I hope that gave our listeners a better understanding of what we can do and what we do at the tea clinic. I am Dr. Mark. I'm supported by a phenomenal team of people around me. I have my, my clinical right hand, Sister Elise van Aert. Um, I have two wonderful, wonderful support structures in Stacey Holland as our gut and health coach. Um, Yvonne van Dijk on the neurotherapy, stress management, executive function side. And then my admin staff, um, yeah. Dante uh, Ludati, who manages all our patient relations. Um, the king of the castle, mm-hmm. um, Alice Kamahari, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> who manages the office and uh, all patient interaction on the front and our two assistants, Elise and myself, mm-hmm. have Nuella and Jojo. Mm-hmm. So that's our team. This is what we do. If anything um, about this rang clear, go and find us on uh, Google. It's theteaclinic.com. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. I have a number in Johannesburg, 0108241393. There's a YouTube channel. Um, you can find us. So um, mm. next week, we're starting on um, uh, mail. Males again, Elise. We we starting hormone replacement and hormone therapy yes. in men and hormone imbalances in men, and that will run alongside Real Health uh, Channel One Seven Six on DSTV when we start broadcasting our feature on women's health. Um, nice. So catch that one on Monday evenings at six o'clock with repeat right through the week. Simpiwe, um, as always, thank you very much. We will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. The Tea Health Show, the medical lifestyle show.